A wish to be normal and a life that becomes everything but. A mermaid's wish. Team wants to be a normal mermaid, unremarkable and blend into the background. What she finds is that she is the kind of woman who makes things happen, and while her body is unremarkable, her personality gets her noticed. Sadhu is the prince of mermen who notices the sharp-tongued organizational wizard, and he wants her for his own. The trouble is, how can he get to her with protocol blocking his every path? A mermaid's wish. Welcome back to another episode of Mermaids, on this beautiful Tuesday with me your hostess Anna Karen Nina. Teamsol watched as yet another stunning candidate for the new Hecart colony sashayed her way past Team's desk. The women always looked so stunned when they realized they were going to have to deal with the plain creature behind the desk to open the door. The woman with brilliant red hair that looked just too bright to be natural swayed toward Team. I have an appointment. Team remained calm. Your name? Matsium Dell. Please have a seat. He is with the previous appointment right now. She smiled politely and the woman huffed off, taking a seat in the waiting area while the social designer finished his interview with the fourth candidate of the day. As soon as she sat, Matsium took out a mirror and started primping. Team shuddered. That could have been her. It would have been if not for the wish she made as a child. She had just wanted to be normal, average and unremarkable. She had gotten her wish. Every day, team, came to the research center and sat at her desk, helping DR. Nordeljack prepare for the next phase of colonization. When yet another beautiful candidate left the office, she opened the com, Dr. Nordell, the next candidate is here. It was a headset, so she was able to hear his frustrated groan. Wonderful. Who picked these women? You did, Dr. Nordell. I have the alternate list if you would care to see it. I will let you know after this interview. Send her in, make sure her hair clears the door. It was a near thing on the last one. Team stifled her amusement, and she looked at Matsium. The doctor will see you now. Matsium stood up and scowled. I thought he was a designer. Team didn't bother answering her, merely unlocked the door and watched the woman walk through. Ten minutes later, the vain creature left the office with a smile. The women always smiled when they left. They had just met a member of the royal family, after all. A shadow fell across her desk. Good day, Team Saw. My brother free for lunch. Team looked up, and her heart stuttered in her chest. 
He just finished his last interview but he may be a little queasy, your highness. Sadujak was everything a prince should be but rarely was. Tall, intelligent and stunning, his mer form was perfectly proportioned and gratifyingly exotic. Standing in front of her, his blue hair drooped attractively over one eye, making women all over the kingdom long to move it aside. I have told you to call me Sadu. And I have told you to wipe your feet. You seem to have something stuck to you. She gestured behind him at the woman hovering in the doorway. He sighed. She is one of the counselors vying for the position on the colony. She wants to speak to Nordal and plead her case. Team. Took a look at the woman. She was rejected due to personal instability. She has an obsession with gaining a noble title and feels that if she lands on the colony, she will have her pick of the second sons that are making their way on the new world. Team got up from her desk and opened Nordal's door, briefing him on the situation. He nodded. Do you have that list for me? She handed him the stack of documents in her right hand. He whistled. How many are on here? 394 suitable candidates. They all have practical educations, true life skills and the spirit necessary to make a new world into a home. Physically. Physically, they are all sound but most are of average appearance. I know you wanted to design a more attractive species, but you can do that with manipulation a few generations down the road. For now, you need a stable population. These women can give you that. Oh, and they are all above average in the stamina and hunting department. He looked at her with a raised eyebrow a shade darker than his brother's. You seem passionate about this. It is stupid to start a new society with women who can't even do their own nails. He flipped through the pages. I don't see your name on here. She blushed. I am nothing special. I am a low-level bureaucrat. I push documents for a living. You think there won't be paperwork in the colony? I think your particular skill set would be in high demand. He went to his desk and took out a pen. With swift strokes, he added her name to the list. I expect you to sit for the interview, just as any of the other candidates do. She wanted to argue but he gave her a serious look from his ocean blue eyes. Fine. I will schedule myself as the last interview. I am sure by then, you will have filled all the spots. Oh, your brother is here to take you to lunch. You have two hours before the first woman of the new list shows up. He blinked. You knew I would give in. She smiled. I have worked for you for a while, doctor. This is not the first time I have had to wait for you to see sense. Fine. Do you want me to bring you anything? He always asked. She shook her head. No, I brought my lunch, and I have calls to make. Two hours. That is all. Yes, team. Anything you say, 
team. He chuckled, and she left him, resuming her seat at her desk and starting to make calls. She waved farewell to the two handsome sadhu, and he smiled and blew her a kiss. Her skin went scarlet, but she kept working. The new world was going to see the rise of the average woman, and she was going to make it happen. Team got to work. Six hours later, she was exhausted but triumphant. Three out of the six women were already on the confirmation list for the new colony, and all six were delighted to be considered. Dr. Nordeljack was gone for the day, so once she had confirmed the 60 appointments for the following day, she was free for whatever was left of the evening. Once all records were locked, she headed for the airlock and removed her work wrap. The staff entrance was full of wraps on pegs, and her peg was the only one remaining. Naked, she jumped into the wet entrance, transformed into her mer form and swam for home. Her mother was wearing an elegant wrap when team emerged from the wet entrance at home. You were supposed to be here for dinner. Team calmly wrapped herself in a red wrap that clashed horribly with her hair simply because her mother hated it. I had to work, mother. Her mother patted her elegant locks with the pearls interwoven in them. Your sisters and their husbands missed you. Especially Josnal. Team shivered. Her brother-in-law was the reason that she had sought out the witch when she was 12. At her sister's wedding, he had whispered to her that he was so glad to be part of this loving and beautiful family. He swore that he would be there every moment while she developed into the beauty that was already visible. She had been queasy, but no one in her family seemed to find his words threatening. In a world of vanity she had no champions, so she went looking for one. The Jean Witch had been surprised to see her. What are you doing here, little noble? The woman swayed, her black and silver hair surrounding her in a cloud while her tail fanned slowly to keep her upright. I am not a noble, but I do want to be normal. What do you mean normal? Beauty is something I want to avoid. I want to be plain, so I can just be me without folk expecting nothing but a pretty face and body. What you are asking is not something I normally grant. I normally work the other way around. Well, then take my beauty and give it to someone else. She was desperate. No, child. I will simply hold your beauty until you are ready to deal with it. When you are, simply break the charm I will give you and your beauty will surround you. You will be everything you were born to be but you will be able to choose it and not have it shape you. What followed had been samples of blood, flashes of light and, finally, a subtle charm had been created that could be hidden in her hair so that her fussy mother would not destroy it and wreck the charm. Her beauty had slowly faded over the next year so that instead of blooming, she withered. By the time she was an adult, she was normal and average in every way and her mother had ceased pushing her to enter society. She had what she asked for. Josnal has made your father an offer. He wishes you to move in with Ruma and him as their nanny when the baby comes. 
Team stared at her mother in shock. I have a job. I have a life. I am not going to go anywhere near that pervert. Are you still on about that? You should be flattered that he is paying attention to you, but really, next to rumor you are nothing. Why would he want you? Team had learned what drove Josnell. It wasn't beauty, it was vulnerability. Out of her three sisters, she was the only one who was unsure. She had always been unsure and that was an aphrodisiac to a man like Josnell, used to being pursued. The more she ran away, the more he chased her. Mother, I do not know why he would want a creature like me around his infant. After all, a child should be surrounded by beauty, do you not agree? It was manipulation, pure and simple, but she said it anyway. She left her mother in the wet entrance and headed for the kitchen. Scavenging for her dinner was something she was used to. It seemed no matter when she came home, she had missed it. Her mother wasn't done. You would relieve your father of the burden of caring for you. It would be welcome to have an empty home. Team shuddered. Swinger parties weren't her thing, and the fact that her parents wanted to use her room made returning to it unappealing. I suppose I should just move out then. Here was the other argument. You can't live alone. What would the court say? I will file for a dispensation. Don't worry. You and father will be well mentioned in the court filing. She entered the kitchen, and her mother stopped at the door. When Team was a child, she thought that there was a force field that kept her mother from setting foot in the kitchen. Now, she knew it was just snobbery. Team raided the cooler and piled a plate high, heading to the breakfast nook on the other side of the kitchen. Haslin, the maid, gave her a wink and polished the counter to ruin the sightline that Team's mother was trying to maintain. Being glared at while eating wasn't new. Team calmly ate her meal, drank a glass of juice and washed the dishes before putting them away. The moment that she started washing her dishes, her mother started to splutter. Timiasol was a noble only because her beauty had gotten her a rich noble husband. For her, beauty was the key to wealth and happiness, and for one of her daughters to be without the key was mortifying. No child of hers should have a normal life. Team walked back into the firing line, and her mother harangued her all the way through the house until they reached Team's room. I will be out of your hair within the month, mother. We do not need to wait for you to haul me out to Josnell. She closed the door in her mother's face, hearing the gasp as the panel shut. She would pay for that, but for now, she enjoyed silence. Her appeal to the court was nearly complete when a sharp knock at her door told her that her father had come. Daimilsaw was formidable, lovely to look at and had no idea how to connect to his youngest child. Come in, father. She got to her feet and inclined her head as he entered. Sit down, team. I have come to speak to you. He took the chair opposite her desk, 
and he leaned forward. Josnell has made an offer to take you into their home as nanny. Team nodded. I am aware. Her father frowned. Why? She blinked. What? Why does he want you in his home? Rumor is appalled at the idea, so I can't understand why he is so insistent. He looked confused. May I be frank? What I am going to say will not be easy to hear. Her father nodded, and for the first time, she told him about Josnell and his obsession with her. His cornering her at family functions and rubbing up against her when she swam. I thought not being beautiful would keep me safe, but there is no safe place when he is around. Her father blinked. Are you sure? He started on his wedding day. The day when he was officially a member of our family and I couldn't say anything to change it. Daimil showed signs of a slow, simmering anger. You are sure? She sighed and leaned back. Yes, father. I am sure. I will be out of your house within the month. I know that this conflict makes it difficult for you. He looked at her in shock. What? I don't want you to leave. What about the parties that mother is planning? Color stained his cheeks. You are aware of those. Father, I am almost 30. Most of my co-workers are married. I hear things. Ah, I see. You know, I never really asked, what do you do? She blinked and looked around as if her father had grown another head. He had never asked her what she did for a living. I am the personal assistant for Dr. Nordeljack. I book his appointments and push him around. Jack. Dimeel's eyebrows rose. Don't tell mother. I have managed to keep it a secret for the last three years. Well, it wasn't much of a secret. No one ever asked. She twisted her lips. What is the current project at the Institute? The new colony preparations. She smiled and began what was about to be the most normal conversation she had with her father. At the end of their first chat, he stood up and gave her a light hug. Don't worry about Josnell. He is no longer welcome in this house. She froze. Don't he do that. It would crush mother. She doesn't believe that his actions are predatory. He slowly stiffened. She knows. Team winced. She was the first one I told way back when. For her, being desirable is the price of beauty, so I should have been willing to pay it. For the first time in her life, she saw Daimil furious. Why didn't you come to me? Mother said she told you. I thought you knew. His hands were fists at his sides. It explains a L.O.T. I am just glad that I did not allow him to take you into his home after the wedding. He was pushing for you to join him and rumor to give you an introduction into the court. I shudder to think of what would have happened then. 
I didn't know about that. There was no reason to tell you. I said no. She shuddered. I think I need to go for a swim. He gripped her arm. Don't go far. Terrors have been seen in the vicinity. She smiled weakly. I will take a trident. Don't worry, father, I swim at night all the time. You do? He looked confused. Why don't I know anything about you? You have never asked. Now, I need that swim. She left her father and slipped down the servant stairs, avoiding the tower of hair that was her mother's favorite style. She slipped back out into the ocean and clutched her trident in her hand while she slowly absorbed what she had learned about her father. It wasn't that he didn't care, it was simply that the truths had been kept from him to keep her mother's place in society. Josnell's family had a lot of pull, and they could doom Tamir to boring card parties and not the expensive galas that she was used to. It looked like Tamir Sawa's lifestyle was going to be altered in the immediate future. Team Swam through the local neighborhood before swimming past some of the more elegant homes of the nobles. She kept far away from the well-lit area and watched the beautiful people as they swam in and out of the elegant homes. She flicked her burgundy tail and moved past the elegance and out to the open ocean. She swam low in the open water, keeping to the sand and rocks of the ocean floor. She slalomed left and right around obstacles, keeping her eye out for anything that would pass as a meal or a predator. Team's head was spinning with the events of the day. She wasn't going to put herself last anymore. Tomorrow morning, she was slipping in for the first interview of the day. If she could make it through the candidates, she deserved the position. If not, there was no shame in being the assistant to Nordeljack. What are you doing out here? The familiar voice was even deeper on the psychic plane. I am out for some exercise, perhaps hunting if the opportunity presents itself, your highness. Call me Sadhu. There is no one out here to hear you say it. His tone was amused, and he swam next to her. Sadhu then. What brings you out here this evening? There is a terror in the area. I am on patrol as a good citizen. The royal family are not technically citizens. Be quiet. Team. His mental tone put her on alert, and he went from horizontal to vertical. She was with him in a moment. She felt the sonar ping that he sent out and waited with him. It came back as something large and fast moving. Team moved a few feet from Sadhu and waited with her trident at the ready. When the beast charged out of the dimness, it came for her. She was ready. With a quick flick of her tail, she moved up and to the side of the attacking beast, just as the jaws snapped shut. She spiked one eye while Sadhu matched her on the other side. The terror thrashed and blood filled the water. They struck at the central eye together, blinding the killing machine before it could take either of them with it. It continued to fill the water with its motions, 
so Sadhu thrust forward and impaled its tiny brain. He released his trident and grabbed her around the waist, swimming with her to a safe distance from the animal's death throes. She grimaced at the taste of blood in her gills, but she was still in possession of her trident, so she was confident that she could fend off any smaller predators in the area. Well, that takes care of that. Sadhu was still upright with his arm around her waist. She blushed and shifted slightly to remind him of his embrace. He tightened his grip. That was unexpected. I hope that this was the one scene in the area. Team was nervous and babbling. I am sure that it was. He swam with her to retrieve his weapon, jerking the trident out with his free arm. I think you can let me go now. She bit her lip and put her hand over his on her waist. I think you need an escort home. I have never seen a woman handle a weapon like that. You have been hanging out with the wrong women. This is what I have been telling Nordal. The project will need survivors to start a colony. The obsession with looks is rotting our society. He chuckled in her thoughts. I heartily agree. It is one of the reasons that I want to go and start over. His earlier comments sank in. You are going to Hecart? Yes, I thought you knew. I am one of the colony administrators. I had no idea. Why aren't you staying here where you can have your pick of the noble women? He smiled and pulled her to his side. Because there is no one like you in the court. I have an interest in you, Teamsaw. You do? Of course. I normally don't go out with my brother several times in a week. Team thought about it, and Sadhu had been visiting steadily for the last three months. The first time he had seen her, he was stunned, and he had returned the next day to take his brother to lunch. It had become a common occurrence, and each time, he verbally jousted with her before Nordal emerged and they went to lunch. Before you ask, Nordal knows. He knows that you are interested in conversing with me. Far more than that, but you never attend any of the functions that your family is invited to. It has been most frustrating for me. Social events were the only acceptable way for a male to meet a female, but since her mother had forbidden her to enter society, there was no place for her in those events. I am not a member of society. He slowed and pulled her until she was facing him, breasts to chest. Why not? She debated on how to answer the question. It was deemed unnecessary. But you are of a noble family. I am. But I have none of the grace and style required by fashion nowadays. I would rather go for long swims and enjoy the quiet. She smiled. It was the truth and didn't make her mother look too bad. I see. Well, my family is holding an event this weekend. Will you be there? She winced. I have to help Nordal coordinate the new female candidates for colonists. He will be interviewing, and I have to collate his notes. 
You are joking. I am being cock-blocked by my brother? No, by the colony project. It is important for our people. Fish are getting harder to find, and the variety of life is dwindling at every city. We need this. He pressed his forehead to hers. I want to dance with you. We have already killed a terror together. What could dancing prove? I could feel you against me and introduce you to my parents. At the same time, he grinned and kissed her. It was her first kiss and she froze. He pulled back and frowned. Is something wrong? Her mind was rioting, her body was sending her signals she couldn't figure out and her lips were tingling. I have never, no one has done that before. Wait, you have never been kissed before? She shook her head. It hasn't come up. He chuckled, and she blushed as she realized her double entendre. I didn't mean that. I know. It makes it funnier. Come along, team. I will take you home. I don't think that is a good idea. If my mother sees you, I am in for an interrogation the moment I arrive. I will escort you to your block, then. Thank you. I don't know how I would deal with it this evening. Today has been a very eventful day. He smiled and kept her cuddled against him as he swam back to the city, each of them holding their tridents at the ready. They passed through the high noble's neighborhood before they turned to hers. Unfortunately for team, a party was letting out, and she was seen by at least five of her mother's gossip buddies. Damn it. This isn't going to be good. She muttered it to Sadhu as they swam past the gaggle. The women pointed and whispered to each other while their husbands inclined their heads to the member of the royal family. Was that a problem? They are going to tell my mother and that is not something that I want. Why not? Are you ashamed of me? He was blinking at her in surprise. Her eyes closed for a moment. No. She is ashamed of me. I have not been what she wanted in a daughter for 16 years, and she tells me daily. That is horrible. That is why I have a big day tomorrow. I am putting a petition to the court. He was silent for a moment. You would not have to create the petition if you applied for the HECART. Colony. You could leave home, and your family could save face. I have no idea if I would be accepted, and if I were, that would still leave months with my mother. I think we have reached our tipping point. You can house at the colony prep center. No one will think anything of it. All you need to do is pass the interview. I am fairly sure that you know how to answer the questions. Of course I do. I wrote the damned questions. How do you know what is needed on a new world? They were dangerously close to her home, but it was already a moot point. I imagined the worst case being camping with no supplies all day, every day. That was the point I started. 
at sound reasoning, but we have already begun building. The colony is coming along well, but we need women to start the secondary phase. Building our own population. Oh. That. Yes. That. It is one of the reasons that Nordal's mind went to the most attractive females, but he seemed to forget that they needed to be more than ornamental. Well, he forgot until he had to deal with all those bubble heads. She snickered until she realized that they were at her home. Do you want to come in and meet my parents? It was a formal question that protocol demanded. I would like that. Thank you. With that, they sped into the wet entry and launched out of the water. She shifted to human and quickly offered him a deep blue guest wrap for his hips while she took an emerald green wrap that hopefully made her hair redder. Her mother stalked in, fury radiating from every inch. Before her mother could go off, team introduced her. Prince Sadu Jack, this is my mother, lady. Tamiya saw. Mother, this is Prince Sadu Jack. Tamiya visibly regrouped. She bowed low, her hair cascading over one shoulder. Your Highness. You honor our home with your presence. The honor is mine, Lady Tamiya saw. Tamiya expressed her confusion. Your Highness, how is it that you know my daughter? I have had the pleasure of meeting her on several occasions. She is my brother's personal assistant, and I visit him frequently. Sadhu moved next to Team. Her eyes opened wide as he placed his arm proprietarily around her waist. Mother, I believe that father would enjoy meeting Prince Sadhu Jack. I will take him to the study. Tamiya's eyes widened. I will take you. My husband had some business matters to attend to. Come this way, your highness. Sadhu followed her, his arm still firmly around Team's waist. Tamiya didn't knock on the study door, she entered it and rushed to Daimil's side, whispering frantically. Team smiled at her father as she entered the room, and she repeated the introductions to her father. Daimil cut to the chase. How did you happen to run into my daughter this evening, your highness? She was out in the empty spaces, and I was out there as well, stalking the terror, Lord Daimil saw. Her father looked skeptical. The terror, huh? Did you find it, your highness? Your daughter and I managed to kill it, Lord Daimil saw. She is quite skilled with the trident. I have seen professional guards who would have run for cover at the sight of the beast attacking them, but she skimmed out of the way and stabbed it without hesitation. Tamiya gasped, Team. How could you do something so violent? Team looked at her father and grinned. I have had a stressful day. Nothing helps one unwind like stabbing an animal trying to kill you. It is quite cathartic. Daimil snorted and smiled. Team now understood something she hadn't before. She got her personality from her father. He found the same humor in it that she did. Sadhu continued to exchange pleasantries with her family, 
but he did not let go of his grip on her. He kept her at his side with a casual attention and occasional squeeze that told her he was not ignoring her, merely responding to protocol. Finally, he made his excuses, and she walked with him to the wet exit. That was interesting. He chuckled. It was far less awkward than I anticipated. You and your father have much in common. I am beginning to realize that. Well, thank you for the interesting evening, your highness. He sighed and pulled her to him until she thudded against his chest. Call me Sadhu. He kissed her, and this time, she knew what to expect. She tilted her head slightly, and he stroked his lips across hers for a moment before leaning back with a smile. How was that? She blushed, her hands were clinging to his biceps and her heartbeat was stuttering in her chest again. I think I am getting the hang of it. You need more practice. She smiled shyly, I probably do. Now, grab your trident and get out of here. I have a job in the morning, and somehow, I have to work in an interview for myself in your brother's schedule. He grinned, removed his wrap, showing her that she was not the only one affected by the kiss, grabbed his trident and he dropped into the water, his tail forming as he fell. Team was smiling, and she pressed her hands to her cheeks as she headed up to her room. Her room was one of the few with a dry entrance. She climbed her ladder and opened the first hatch before sealing it behind her. She didn't want to flood the house, again. With the primary hatch open, she looked up at the stars. She had had her first kiss, he had promised there would be more and there was the thought that forever could possibly happen for her. She reached to the base of her skull and tugged on the charm nested there. Should she break it and reclaim her beauty? Or should she remain plain and boring to see whether or not? Sadhu could learn to love a woman like her. This was quite a decision. She looked up at the sky and saw a star falling. Team closed her eyes and wished for guidance. She heard three words in her head. The whole truth. Team bit her lip. The whole truth involved Josnal and his predatory presence. Even going to the gene which wasn't a bad thing when compared with her brother-in-law. She stared up at the sky and felt the wind on her skin. This was her personal perversion, and she loved it. When the chill in her skin told her she had been out for an hour, she retreated to her bedroom, locks in place. Five hours of sleep was all she could manage to work in, but she got up the next morning with a smile on her lips, and she took extra care with her hair, brushing it until it gleamed. Breakfast was normally a solitary activity, but her mother met her outside the kitchen and drew her into the dining room where her father was also waiting. All right. Yell at me, but do it while I eat. I have to get to work. Team loaded a plate and sat at the table, eating neatly but swiftly. How long have you known a member of the royal family? Tamir asked boldly. Three years. My boss is Sadhu's brother. Daimil cocked his head. 
How long have you known Prince Sadhu? Three months. He came in to speak to his brother about the colony project the last time he returned from Hikart, and he comes by several times per week to take his brother for lunch. She resumed eating and waited. How long have you been seeing him socially? Tamiya narrowed her eyes. Last night. It didn't get social until after the terror was dead. She sipped at her tea and continued her meal. Her father was watching her eat with some sort of dawning recognition. Damn it, Daimil, she eats like you do. Tell her to slow down, so I can learn what I need to know. Team finished her meal and looked at her mother. Every social invitation you have received in the last three years that has elevated your standing has been at Prince. Nordal's request. Every invitation in the last three months to events where the royal family was present has been to get me to socialize with Sadhu. No, I am not sleeping with him, yes, I like him. She turned to her father. May I be excused? I have to get to work. You are dismissed, team. Enjoy your day. Team stood, bowed and left the room before her mother could absorb the information she had spewed. She hung her wrap on her hook and dove into the water, heading for work. She flicked her tail and put on the speed when she saw the color of the chronometer stones. She was never late, and today was not going to be the exception. Team shot out of the water and grabbed her wrap the moment she skidded to a halt. She was still dripping, so she slipped and slid down the hall, crashing behind her desk and landing in her chair. Dr. Nordeljack came in, and he smiled at her. Good morning, team. So. Congratulations on your kill. She blinked. It wasn't my kill. It was Prince Sadujak that made the death stroke. That isn't his story. He is depicting you as a warrior queen of old. The family is all very impressed with you. She blushed, and her voice squeaked, family. Oh yes. He has declared his intention to court you, and my family will be coming by for unexpected visits on a daily basis. He grinned. Just thought you should know. She blushed but carried on with her plan. When can you take your first interview today? There was a twinkle in his eye. Why? I would like to move up my interview. I was hoping you would say that. Come on in. He gestured for her to precede him, and she entered his office, taking the seat across the desk from his. She sat in her work wrap and waited for him to get settled. He didn't keep her waiting long. So, why do you want to join the colony? His words were the ones she had written for him. She took a deep breath. The chance of a new start. It is a new world with new people. It is a start on equal footing. He went off the script. You are of a noble house. Will that affect your life when you are away from the social whirl? I do not whirl, and I rarely prance. 
While society is very important in a new endeavor, holding onto one's previous social standing on a new world would create a frustrating environment for all. How will you deal with the hierarchy on Hecart? As best as I can. Until I am in a situation, I cannot judge how I would handle it. I believe I would attempt to deal with all in a fair and direct manner. He twisted his lips. That does not answer my question. Fine, I would attempt to learn all the rules and use points of law to push my ideas through the bureaucracy. A new charter would require study, but I have been known to absorb rules and regulations that few are aware of. Nordal muttered, you don't say. She grinned. As part of the colony, you are expected to seek out a life partner of any sex. Are you willing to not only find a partner, but also pursue reproduction at the earliest opportunity? Knowing that the question was coming was far different from answering it herself. She blushed. I believe that given the right partner, I would be interested in pursuing a family situation. Very politic. I cannot make promises without all the facts. I am interested in a life and family on a new world, but I cannot swear that it will happen. I do not wish to be a waste of resources, but at the same time, upon examination of the situation, the colony would be richer for having me in an administrative capacity. Nordal nodded and made notes. How do you feel about carrying a weapon at all times? Favorable. Are you willing to defend yourself against local wildlife? I am. He settled back in his chair and asked her something she wasn't expecting. We are pursuing land-based agriculture. How are your land legs? She gave him a slow smile. Excellent. I beach walk every time that I am able. The feel of the sun on my skin is a pleasure that I truly enjoy. Really? Really? I have an air hatch in my room. I watch the stars at night. She smiled and checked the chrono stones. Is there anything else? I need to get back to work. He blinked. No, that is it. Thank you for your participation in the colony selection. My assistant will be in touch. She chuckled. Well done. I will organize the interviews for the rest of the morning and get you a cup of tea. It is going to be quite the day. You had better brace yourself. Team got to her feet and crossed his office. As she passed the threshold, she turned. Thank you for your consideration. He barked a laugh, and she settled at her desk before the first regular interviewee appeared. Once the woman was in the waiting room, Team prepared tea and called Dr. Nordeljack on the com, your tea and the first interview is. Here. Send them both in. Team chuckled and got to her feet, lifting the tray. You can go in now, Binsa well. Binsa smiled, please, allow me to take the tea. The next appointment has arrived and needs to be checked in. Team surrendered the tray, and the woman held it expertly. It was no wonder. 
Bin Sarwell worked in a dining hall at the university. She had a good practical background and would be an asset to the colony. With a smug attitude, Team resumed her seat and began to juggle the women who came in less than four minutes apart. It was going to be a hectic few days. Sadhu came in a few minutes before lunch. He paused next to her desk, and the women in the waiting room perked up. Good morning, your highness. She smiled politely at him. Good morning, Team Saw. How are you this bright and joyous day? She bit her lip. I am well. Busy but well. How are you, your highness? I have told you to call me Sadhu. Sadhu Jack. Shall I tell DR? Nordal Jack that you are here. She kept to her work persona. Please. My parents are meeting us for lunch. In fact, they should be here shortly. She paused, and there were three audible gasps from the waiting room. They are coming here. He grinned and nodded. Yes. You had better warn Nordal. Team contacted the doctor and said, pardon me for interrupting, but your brother has arrived to take you to lunch and your parents are expected. Nordal laughed into the comm, he is working fast. I will be along presently. Can you ask the women waiting if they will do a group interview? I will offer them the chance to rebook. He laughed. A better idea. The door opened, and the interviewee sailed out with a broad grin. She winked at Team and continued on her way. Team offered the ladies a chance to rebook for first thing the following day, and they all agreed. With that sorted, she started work transcribing the interview notes that Nordell had been passing her throughout the morning. The next two days of interviews were set, and with 50 women already processed in four-minute increments, they would be through her list by the end of the week. When she read her interview notes, she grinned. Accepted candidate was stamped on the form in large letters. Two other interviews from the morning had also gained immediate acceptance. The rest were separated into rejects and strong possibilities. She began to write the letters of acceptance for Nordell to sign, and Sadhu was still standing next to her desk. When you are working, everything else disappears, doesn't it? I mean, here I am, the most eligible bachelor for 200 kilometers, and you are busy with your nose in paperwork. She set the papers down and looked up at him with limpid eyes. Is this better? Team shaped her expression into adoration, and he wrinkled his nose. Fine. Get back to work, Team saw. I will simply enjoy the view. She paused. How would you react if I was more attractive? He drew his head back. What do you mean? I like you just the way you are. Would my being more attractive be a problem? She blurted it out. Sadhu frowned. Why are you asking me this? Don't tell me that you are going to a gene witch. She shook her head. 
I am trying to tell you that I already did. 16 years ago, I asked her to make me normal, and she did. Whatever I was supposed to become has been held for me. If I release it, I will regain what was withheld. I need to know if that will be a problem. He came around her desk, tucked her to her feet and then hauled her into his lap. I want you, and I don't care what you look like. I have become enraptured with you. Not your face, not your body. You. You could turn into a terror, and I would still want to spend time with you. She opened her mouth to speak, but he kissed her, sliding his hand into her hair and holding her so that he could coax her lips into forming to his own. When a throat cleared, he leisurely raised his head and a bashful grin passed over his features. Hello, mother, father. This is Teamsaw. Teamsaw. This is Her Majesty, Queen. Norijak, and His Majesty, King Rallojack. She blushed and tried to get out of his lap, but he held her fast. Your Majesties, please excuse my inability to show proper respect. The King grinned. I believe your current position is keeping my son from embarrassment, so all is forgiven. Call me Rallo. He extended his hand, and she placed her palm to his. And call me Nori. It is a rare woman that can hold Sardu's attention. How did you manage it? Nori held out her hand, and Team slid her palm across the Queen's hand. Team blinked. As far as I can tell, it was refusing to do anything that he ordered me to. Sardu rubbed his cheek along hers. That was definitely part of your charm. The true infatuation came when I watched you bossing Nordal around. I stand in awe of your talents. She blushed furiously. Dr. Nordaljack appeared in his doorway, and he clapped his hands. I have made reservations for five. Team. Looked at him, and he nodded. You are coming, too. Team saw. We need to go over some of the colony details and things will go faster if you are in on the conversation. Rallo and Nori grinned. She said, it is settled. Come along, Team Saw. We have a few details to hash out. Their group left the Institute, and together, they swam to the restaurant that Nordal had chosen. Elegant wraps awaited them, and Team kept her head high as she walked in on Sardu's arm. He kept her at his side throughout the meal. The colony details were over in five minutes, and the talk. Turned to the fight with the terror and why more women should learn to fight. They were laughing over a story that Nori was telling when a shadow fell over their gathering. Team turned, and it was Josnal and Rumor. Team got to her feet and made the introductions. Rumor first looked dazed and then angry as the queen dismissed her, saying that she had to return to the palace for matters of state. Nori rose, and Rallo went with her. The king kissed Team's hand and pronounced her delightful while Rumor fumed. Josnal looked to the empty seats. May we join you? I have something I would like to discuss with you. 
He was licking at Team's breasts under the wrap, and she scowled. I am not interested in anything you have to say. You have pursued me for years without progress. Give up and go away. Josnal smirked. I don't give up. Sadhu got to his feet and stood at Team's side. She has dismissed you. Manners dictate that you follow the lady's will. Your Highness, you don't understand the complicated relationship that I have with the lady at your side. She is more than a sister to me, she is a soul mate. Team wanted to throw up the delightful meal she had just enjoyed. It must have shown on her face, because Sadhu broke protocol and curled his arm around her. It seems that her soul must get around, because this woman is mine by her own admission and her parents' consent. Josnal turned purple, and Rumor gripped his arm. He shook her off and took a step toward Team. She stiffened her spine and stepped toward him. Go ahead, Josnal. I want to make a scene. Touch me and I will not only scream the house down, but I will brain you with that chair. Am I clear? He blinked in confusion and backed off. You are only saying that because you have a man to protect you. I am saying it because I don't need to hide what a repulsive blowfish you are. I have broken the secret with my mother and father, and whether they believe me or not, I am not hiding anymore. There is no shame on my side of things, because there is nothing but avoidance in my past. You have a wife. Get her pregnant and find a willing mistress. Stop pursuing the weak and vulnerable. You will not like it when they grow teeth. He drew back his hand to strike, but she ducked and plowed her fist into his gut, following with a knee to his chin. He dropped like a sack of seaweed. Rumor was standing and flapping her hands, and the restaurant patrons were staring. Team turned to Sadhu. Can we leave now? Nordal laughed. You go ahead. I will settle the bill. As Sadhu offered her his arm, applause broke out in the restaurant. The accolade followed them into the wet entrance where she handed her wrap to an attendant and dove into the water. Sadhu was at her side a moment later. That was impressive. I took classes but never had the nerve to use them. Something about today just set me off. I think you are coming into your own. I will say this. If you want to change your appearance, I will still love you, but if you remain the same, my affection will be unchanged. You love me. Since the first time you told me Nordal, was busy and I should sit down and shut up until he was off the comm. Well, he was busy. He was making opera reservations. She laughed mentally. Still busy. Fair enough. The fact that you looked up, recognized me and then reiterated the order captured my undying affection from that moment onward. It grew deeper every time you snapped at me. That is asinine. I love you, too, team. She swirled and faced him. I do love you, you know. If you go to Hecart and find a wonderful woman, 
I will understand. I will be traveling with my wife. What? We are going to be married as soon as it can be arranged. I want you in my house, my bed and my life as soon as possible. I want to start a new life on a new world with you. Only you. Why me? She looked in his features and begged him for the answer. She really had no idea why it had been her when he was everything she had ever dreamed of. Who else could it be? He kissed her, and she let the world fall away as they drifted together, his hair billowing around them. She reached to the base of her hair, and she broke the charm. Whether it was truly magic or simply a trick of her mind. She felt more beautiful in his arms than she ever had before. The bride was radiant if she did say so herself. Her stunning beauty was returning slowly, and it was at just the right level to pass as a blissful bride. The palace was lit like a jewel in the darkness. Team walked down the steps and onto the rich purple carpet waiting to lead her to the dais of the thrones. Her family lined the first two rows of the left side of the throne room, and the entire court took up the rest of the seats. Sadhu was waiting for her at the dais, and he took her hands in his while Rallo performed the ceremony. It took five minutes for him to recite genealogies on both sides and two minutes for the actual exchange of vows. Once the vows were exchanged, there was the exchange of tokens. Team extended a pair of thick wrist cuffs that had been in her family for nine centuries. They were the most tasteful things in the Sof family collection, and now, they were his. He gestured, and one of his groomsmen brought forward a box that contained a dagger that was not only made of the sharpest obsidian, but it also wasn't fully encrusted in gems so it was a practical item. The second groomsman brought out a trident that was slightly narrower but much longer than a standard weapon. Sadhu whispered, for the next time you fight a predator, I don't like you getting so close. She laughed, and the room at large was scandalized. No one ever gave weapons to a bride. It is perfect. Thank you. She kissed him, and he put his arms around her and her new trident. They parted and it was official. She was now Princess Team Jack. It was time to celebrate. Sneaking out of a royal wedding was not for the faint-hearted, but Sadhu was a man of spirit. He lured his bride onto the dance floor, and after she was draped against him in complete surrender, he lifted her in his arms and simply walked off with the new princess. Laughter on the wedding night was distracting, but they managed to get beyond it, and when they joined their bodies, Team saw stars in his eyes and joy in his expression. He whispered, You are still as beautiful as the first day I saw you. She smiled and curled against him, her body warm from contact with his. You are still as annoying, but it gives me something to look forward to, so I embrace you with every part of me. Give me five minutes. The laughter came back. Team leaned on her trident and flicked her tail. Can you believe it has been five years? Yes. 
Tolly just turned four, so five years sounds right. Sadhu swam up next to her and wrapped his arm around her waist just as he had every day for the last five years. How is the new construction coming? I hear there is a new wave of colonists eager to try their hand at roughing it. He laughed in her mind and stroked the brilliant ruby scales of her hip. Her coloring had changed, it was simply brighter. The muted tones of brown that had been part of her camouflage were gone. The locals nicknamed her Blood of the Ocean, and as primary defender of the colony, she earned that name in many ways. The construction is proceeding quickly. The mining and grafting systems that we put in place are making quick work of the new structures. The school should be up by the end of the week. Team sighed and leaned against her husband. Five years and two children later, they were finally settling in and forging a new society. It felt good to have a fresh start. It felt even better that her parents' names were on the incoming colonists' list. She wondered how her mother would take to the twice-weekly hunting classes that team taught. Timiasaw decided that two little grandchildren could not be out of her reach, and since her other daughters were not having any offspring because it would ruin their appearance, she was willing to follow the next generation. Team had forgiven her mother once she had her own daughter. She wanted nothing but the best for little Tolly, and if that meant nagging her to eat her vegetables and putting up with tantrums, she would do it. Being a mother meant forgiving the little things, and considering that Team was now married with children of her own, the past was a little enough thing to forgive. She had gotten her wish, after all. Nothing else mattered. Sci-fi and mermaids never seems to feel right, so I had this batch preparing for another world. Yes, I skipped over how they managed spaceflight, but that is a little thing in the scheme of a mermaid tale. Thanks for spending time with me today. I address you all today, for who you truly are, wizards, mermaids, travelers, adventurers, and magicians. You are the true dreamers. Till next Tuesday, and keep on dreaming. Mermaids has been read and prepared by me, Anna Karen Nina.